you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two is underway, eight minutes past 10 o'clock on this Tuesday, the 22nd morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2022. That's a lot of twos. That's an awful lot of twos. Two, 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 two. How about that? Uh, Kirsten, I will not be here to celebrate the twos with us. Peter Kirsten now normally is our Tuesday guest at this hour, but, ooh, and then I got a Tuesday as well. Holy cow. I'm being way too fascinated by this. <laughs> two, Tuesday, two, 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 two. Um, Pete's got an event, or not an event, he's got an obligation today, and he'll be with us tomorrow at 10 o'clock on AM 1420, The Answer. So uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for a little bonus personnel or a little unexpected personnel, which to me is the best kind of personnel. People just tune in on Wednesday and not expect to hear him, and then there he is, and it's like happy joy joy. All right, um, not so happy, in my estimation, what happened on Friday down in Lewis Center at the ORP's uh, corrupt State Central Committee meeting. I shouldn't say the state central committee itself is corrupt, but the corrupt ORP held a meeting of state, the state central committee, uh, largely to endorse the Napoleonic tyrant known as Mike DeWine for another four years of Napoleonic tyranny uh, as governor of the state of Ohio. They have cast aside everything that he did in the last two years of COVID, all of the extraordinary pain that he caused Ohioans, the incredible ineffect- ineffect- ineffectiveness of his um, policies in the first year of his term before COVID even hit, as we were, I think, 47th in job growth out of 50 states uh, at that time. But the ORP um, doesn't really care about performance nor the will of the people. The ORP cares about protecting their own, which is why, again, I will call them corrupt. Uh, and until they can come up with an answer for where $300,000 went, by the way, I'm going to continue to use that term uh, because I think it's an accurate one. And if, they're, if I'm wrong, prove it to me. Bob Paduchik, let people who are interested in your foibles and reporting them to the people cover your meetings. Stop censoring press that might be critical of some of your, some of your uh, underhandedness. And how about coming back on the radio with me? We've made the request, Bob Paduchik. Why don't you come back on the radio and let's talk about this? Let's get to the bottom of all of it. Let's get to the bottom of all of it, including the offer by Mark Pukita to meet with you and choose together an agreed upon. Uh, um, accounting firm to conduct a full financial audit of the ORP from 2017 till today. How about that? What do you think? Let's have that conversation. No, instead, you ban reporters from the Ohio Press Network and the Ohio Star TV reporters in Cincinnati because they're actually reporting on these things. I didn't like what happened on Friday. One of the guys who was in the middle of it is a member of the State Central Committee, Shannon Burns. He's also in charge of the Strongsville GOP and has been kind enough to come on and tell us what happened on Friday, now on AM 1420, The Answer. Shannon, welcome back to the program. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me again. All right. We talked about what might happen last time you and I spoke. Of course, it was before Friday, and uh, now we can talk about what did happen. First of all, do you have any um, explanation as to why the ORP, and more specifically its chair, 
um, literally wrote the same language to at least two and possibly three different reporters saying, your news outlet is fake news and you are not a journalist. So therefore, you can't come to the ORP State Central Committee and report on this. Uh, and those uh, those entities I just told you, the Ohio Press Network, the Ohio Star, and uh, a television station, I think it's W. A KRC, no, not W, yeah, KRC, not WKRP. They make that e- mistake easily in Cincinnati. But, but, um, do you have any response to how the ORP can just deny the press the ability to cover this event? Well, yeah, uh, I don't think there's a really good explanation. Um, I think that the explanation is baked into the same things we'll talk about what happened in the meeting. Uh, there was a theme, and the theme was you know, the chairman's boss, who's the governor, um, didn't want to get embarrassed and had so many avenues of being embarrassed, you know, whether he's going to get booed if he actually showed up and spoke, or if the uh, press that weren't rubber-stamped uh, actually asked tough questions, all of those would have embarrassed him. And, uh, you know, the, the chairman of the uh, ORP cared more about Mike DeWine than he did about our party. Shannon, did anybody challenge him on that? Because I want to, but he won't come on with me. Uh, the parties involved, you know, uh, you know, Jack Windsor and and some of the folks at the Star and Dwayne Pullman, they want to challenge him on this, but he won't talk to them, and in fact, won't let them be there, which of course is the nature of the problem itself. So, since we can't get him, um, only somebody inside the room can get him. Is anybody in that state central committee challenging him on these uh, these ridiculous um, uh, tactics of his in support of Mike uh, DeWine and in support of his own reputation? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think this Friday was the first time you saw a significant amount of uh, pushback and challenging, uh, both directly and uh, through motions of the chairman. Now, recognize it is a body that has business to do. They don't follow the rules, but obviously we're Republicans. We're a rule of law party. We, we do what we can do to follow the rules. But in this case, you've got to fight fire with fire when they literally just decide not to follow any of the rules of the party. First and foremost, being that it's supposed to be open to the press. They should, you know, by, the, by our bylaws, He's not permitted to exclude people just because he doesn't like them. Uh, but he does it anyways, and, and that was, you know, he took his from his boss. I mean, that's the easiest way to look at it, right, is that uh, Governor Dwine was calling all the shots inside that party, and it was very clear. Now, I will, I'll tell you, you know, as, as we go through that, uh, you know, I'm sure we, you'll want to go through the play-by-play of what happened on Friday. I do, But yes. th- there was a good number, and I think um, uncomfortable number of uh, – people in the opposition at that meeting on Friday, uncomfortable for the governor. And we had a great opportunity and, and actually had significant pushback. Even got to a point where we were uh, at the cusp of not allowing the endorsement. And like normal fashion, you know, it's, it's interesting. Governor DeWine wants everyone to follow his rules, right? We have to close the bar at a certain time. We have to, you know, take the shot. We have to do everything else that he wants us to do. But when it comes to uh, following the rules inside the party, uh, all they did is said, well, sorry, <laughs> uh, part, rules aren't meant for us. They're meant for the little people, That's and right. uh, we don't have to follow them. Rules for thee and not for me, obviously. So, right. so I'm, right. glad, I'm glad to know that there was pushback. Uh, I'm, of course, disappointed to know that there wasn't any you know, effect uh, of, of that pushback, but it is important to at least start. Take us through the play-by-play and take us through <clears throat> the case that was made for uh, endorsing Mike DeWine. Sure. Well, I think it started with, uh, a motion that was on the table to talk through this issue, which is an important issue. There's up as many as 17 members of the 66-member body that have a direct conflict of interest when it comes to the governor. They're paid by him. 
they uh, get their political appointee power from him, uh, serve it as pleasure on a board. You know, Dave Johnson, who's the current treasurer, the one that's supposed to be responsible for our money, gets paid $2,500 an hour to sit on a board. Um, of course he's going to vote the way the governor wants him to. He's his buddy from uh, way back when. Uh, these are the, this is the circumstance we have, and, and, and you know, I'd love to be able to talk at the end of this about you know, how we solve this, because I think we just need to get good conservatives onto the committee. We can talk through that. But, you know, so it started off first talking about this issue of, um, of this up to 17 people that have conflicts of interest on the committee. And the motion on the table was that they should have to recuse themselves when voting for an issue that they have a conflict on. It's a mm-hmm. common-sense topic. Everyone agree with the idea. If you have a personal interest, a personal gain, you stand to gain some influence or dollars, then you shouldn't be voting in that, in that body. And, the, of course, the rules of the committee are you need to have you know, 50% plus one in order to pass that motion. And more than almost 30% of the body has a conflict. So, of course, they're not voting for that. So the only way now is the voters have to vote those people out. That's the only way to, to solve that issue, because until that happens, we can't eliminate that. So that was the first issue, was talking through conflicts of interest and how it cle- is very clear to the average person that if you get paid by the governor, you shouldn't be sitting there voting to endorse them. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, that, yep. they, like you said, that's common sense. And yet here, we, and also, by the way, I, I know there were some statements made um, you know, at the, at the meeting about about Mike DeWine's popularity within the Republican Party, he has just yes. extraordinary low polling numbers uh, in terms of approval rating, uh, not just statewide but among Republicans. How does it make the ORP? How does it make the State Central Committee look to endorse a guy that most Ohio Republicans do not like? Well, it does two things. It makes us look foolish, but it also reinforces to the voters of Ohio that the party is corrupt, right? And that we, you know. All of the things wrong with the party are what you saw happen on Friday. I, I constantly, it's interesting, Bob, you've been out to Strongsville GOP events multiple yeah. times. And, I, you know, we have GOP next to our name, but we like to think of ourselves as fixing the party from the inside. Uh, but we'll constantly get hate mail. You'd be surprised the amount of emails I get. People say, oh, you guys are just corrupt Republicans. And I was like, well, you haven't been to one of our events before. You haven't been, come and talked to our people because... We're, we're made up of folks who want to change the, the world, not people that uh, uh, want to keep it the same. Um, and, but that's what re- reinforced on Friday, was that what everyone believed was wrong with the party actually was. And it goes to show you've got a governor who's sitting at 35% support within the uh, Republican base, and we endorsed him. It's a sitting governor. Should be embarrassed to do that. Is there but any they argument they it. made it, it, to defend that? Uh, we're talking to Shannon Burns, state central committee member of the ORP and uh, leader of the Strongsville uh, GOP. Is there? Did they offer anything other than he's the incumbent and this is what we do? Because I, according to the, the the ballot vote, it was thirty six twenty six to endorse all the non judicial Republican statewide office holders on one slate. In other words, everybody who's an incumbent gets our endorsement and thus access to our funds to run for reelection. Um, in other words, they don't care how bad somebody is. They don't care how horrible somebody might be doing their job. If they're an incumbent and they're one of ours, then we don't primary them. We don't support primary candidates improving the state and the, and the, and the plight of Ohio citizens and residents. It's our guy who's in there. That's who we're going to back every single time. Is that essentially what, what the decision was? I, I think it's worse than that. I don't even think that there was an ideological decision on this. It's more that we're in control, we run the party, you guys don't matter, 
and we're just going to do it because this is our guy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally that simple, and it's clear. You know, the second topic that came up that day uh, was that there's a party rule in place for good reason, that the party has to debate and approve primary policy guidelines. Now, that seems sort of uh, you know, nuanced. Who the heck cares about that? But let me tell you what would have come out in that debate, which they did not want to come out, which is why they didn't approve these guidelines, mm-hmm. is Governor DeWine didn't show up to his own endorsement meeting. Jim Renacci was there. You know, Joe Blystone didn't even care. He didn't even try. He hadn't, probably didn't know how to, to do it even. But Joe, uh, Jim Renacci was there to fight. He wanted to get that endorsement, and DeWine wasn't there. The reason why DeWine wasn't there is because they did not want their guy to get booed when he walked up on stage. So they didn't pass policy guidelines because they didn't want to have a circumstance where the candidates were going to be permitted to speak. They, they wanted to just run that, brush that under the carpet. So when they tried to make the endorsement without these guidelines being passed, clearly in our bylaws says, you know, in fact, I believe that the state party, the minute they start spending money again on DeWine now that he's endorsed, will be breaking party rules and through it breaking, potentially breaking uh, state election laws because he's not actually endorsed at this point. That, you know, I, I think Jim Renacci or, or another uh, citizen of withstanding should sue the uh, party on this topic because clearly they have broke party rules, but they didn't care. In fact, so much so that when the, the chairman shut me down and said, Shannon, just sit down. Literally, we don't want to hear from you anymore. I said, well, I challenged the, I appeal the ruling of the chair, meaning that he's not dictator. He doesn't get a chance to uh, just tell us what it is. And, and we put it in front of the committee. We put the facts in front of the committee that they clearly had to follow the rules, and they weren't. They chose not to follow the rules. Uh, by the way, they could vote to not follow the rules. They didn't do that either. They just said, ah, we're just not going to pay attention to you. And we challenged the ruling of the chair, and the committee, right down lines of establishment versus conservatives, uh, lost, that, uh, lost that fight. So literally, uh, the party just decided that they're going to ignore the rules and, and go ahead with the endorsement. That is astounding. That is simply astounding. And I believe every word that you just said, particularly about why Mike DeWine was not there and why Bob Paducek probably told him don't come because this, you know, we're going to endorse you no matter what. And why bring your subject yourself to the embarrassment of being booed by members of the central committee and, and guests? Um, you're exactly right. And that is, uh, that, that should trouble every single Ohio voter. Uh, Shannon, I'm going to get a quick time out here. Stay with me. I'll get a few more minutes for you on the flip side. Shannon Burns, Ohio, uh, excuse me, Strongsville GOP and, um, ORP state central committee man he'll be joining us uh, one more time right after this always right with bob france on am 1420 the answer okay 10 24 i've got uh shannon burns for uh six more good minutes by the way chris long president of the ohio christian alliance going to be joining me after the bottom of the hour to talk about the theft quite frankly, of the redistricting uh, responsibilities by the Ohio Supreme Court. Supreme Court uh, uh, Justice uh, uh, Maureen O'Connor has sided with the Democrats four times to reject the district lines drawn by the majority Republicans on the district uh, redistricting committee and uh, essentially now is going to appoint a fifth or excuse me a third party to draw the lines uh, his or herself. Uh, so it's extraordinarily dangerous and we're going to talk to Chris Long about that. 
at uh, at about ten thirty five. Shannon, so back to the rest of the play by play. You told us about the rejection of the motion to recuse. Have anybody who's serving on a state board, anybody who works for Dewine, to recuse themselves. You talked about the Dewine endorsement. What else do you? What 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 else uh, stood out for you on Friday? What was the next piece, which was when they finally got to the point of of voting for Dewine, <clears throat> or you know, in in this case, Bob, you 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 replayed it correctly. Is that they were able to. Uh, hide him in amongst all of the other uh, elected officials, all the other right. statewide elected officials. There was motions to try to remove him and make it all done separately so we could get a head-to-head on DeWine. And, of course, they didn't want that, right? They didn't want any risk of, of people defecting and, and doing that. So they, they put them all together as one. Well, then I called for a roll call vote um, for that vote, meaning that everyone had to stand up and say where I'm going to vote personally and I'd have my name on the record voting against DeWine. And none of those people wanted to have that happen because they all know they're going to lose their seat this May if they voted for DeWine. Uh, so they hid that and did it through secret ballot. But I challenged the chair again because he cited, he looks to his buddy, the, the parliamentarian, and says, oh, no, you know, we can't do a roll call vote. We're not permitted to. It's in our ballots. Well, this is absolutely factually inaccurate. Uh, the committee has been doing roll call votes for decades. And now they decide they can't, they're not allowed to do it because they don't want their, their boss to get, um, you know, embarrassed once again. So when um, you say not so, allowed, did they change the bylaws? Or did they just nope, say no? They didn't no, change the bylaws, they just changed to the parliamentarian. You know, so now it's his buddy, and, and he's, you know, this, it's a kangaroo court here. Uh, you know, his buddy's the uh, parliamentarian, he says whatever he wants and whatever uh, their boss wants. And, and that's how uh, this ended up happening. So once again, I challenged him, and once again, we put it in front of the committee and said, if you want to be transparent, okay, so we don't want to uh, recuse people who have a conflict. At least let the people that are voting for you know that if you have a conflict, how you voted, that you voted in favor of your conflict. Uh, but they didn't want that either, of course, right? They want to be able to do it in silence so that the, the story isn't that, you know, the Cleveland area state central committee members like Rob Frost and Dan Carter, those guys voted for DeWine, Right. But they don't want you to know that because they want to be able to hide and keep their seat on the their prestigious seat on the state central committee. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any problem, you know, letting know that you know Chairman Aaron Dado out of Lorraine voted for Dewine, right? All of these guys wanted to hide and keep from roll call votes. So once again, Dewine got them to break party rules and eliminate the roll call vote, which is it's. You, know, you go on Congress and you can look how every single vote happened. You can go to look at our state legislators and you can see how they voted on every single vote. But when it comes to something as important as who our next governor is going to be, they want to hide it. They want to so they're cowards. So the ORP yeah, and the state central absolutely. committee leadership, in particular Bob Paduchik and the parliamentarian, they are cowards. They literally are hiding in for fear and shame of, 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 of their vote. Rather than saying, we proudly endorse and support uh, Mike DeWine because of A, A, B, C, D, and E, they tell him, don't show up so you don't get booed, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, endorse you without naming you. We're just going to say all incumbents, all Ohio incumbents, uh, are going to be on the same slate for endorsement and then just have a, a yes or no vote on that. That is cowardly. And Bob Paduchik, if you have any integrity or intestinal fortitude left, come on the radio with me and defend yourself against this. Shannon, you and I also talked in the past 
about, you know, because we, we know, obviously, with the endorsement, a massive uh, war chest of funds is now available to each of the endorsed candidates, including now Mike DeWine. But you and I talked about this before. Um, they started funding Mike DeWine before he became the endorsed candidate, which is also yep. a violation. It has to be of some sort. Did you, did you broach that at the meeting Friday? Yeah, I, I did. I brought it up again, and uh, you might not be surprised about this, but uh, the chair, you know, the, the DeWine's lackey on the committee, uh, just ignored what I said. Um, I, I brought up to the committee again that DeWine had been given one, almost $1.5 million in the last year, not as an endorsed candidate, and clearly as a contested gubernatorial candidate, had no right to have the party giving him money, either in-kind or direct cash contributions, but did it anyways. Right? And, and, they, and there, was no, there was directly. no response? So in other words, you brought it up and they just said, moving on. They just totally They literally it. said... And I, they no literally didn't address what I said. They just moved on. And I, I brought it up again, and I said, are we going to address this? We heard we moved on. That's literally what he said to me. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Ohio Republican Party is an absolute swamp. I'm not saying Ohio's state house or Ohio government. I'm saying the party that I represent or the party of which I am a member, a voter, um, is an absolute swamp in and of itself. And as I said on the program the other day, what need have we of Democrats in the state of Ohio when we have the ORP? Because that's exactly what they operate like. They operate like cheaters and, 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 and corrupt uh, you know, criminals, quite frankly, criminals in a political sense in, the, uh, in, in what they're doing and taking away the right of the people uh, to have, uh, you know, to have a, a fair and legitimate uh, say in who, who is their next governor and who is in all of these other states. Because they are technically, Shannon, yeah, there's going to be a primary vote. People can vote for somebody else. But when they are giving millions of dollars to one candidate over the others without justification, illegally in violation of bylaws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it, it uh, creates an unlevel playing field that, like I said, is worthy of Democrats. That's right. You're exactly right. And, and that's their plan. They didn't really care about what happened with the party. They didn't care about the future of the party. They cared about their boss and whatever it took to get their boss uh, reelected. And that's what everyone has to remember, right? We can think about this in a way that we do when we're sitting around our kitchen table is what's right for the state. They don't. They care about what's right for them, what's right for their boss. And that's their entire motivation, and that's their only concern, and not caring about the, the party. Shannon, I've got to go here, but just super quick. Um, I'm glad you did what you did and the things that you raised at the meeting. And I can see in the public setting like that, they can just say we've moved on and, and, and follow their own little rules. What about privately? Do you ever, you ever go up to Bob Paduchik privately, ever text him, ever give him a phone call and say, Bob, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing in denying uh, our bylaws, uh, bypassing our bylaws? Uh, why are you not addressing the, part, the, the financing issue of $1.5 million going to an unendorsed candidate? Bob, what are you doing? Is there any room for that? Does anybody actually talk to one another outside of the formal setting? Yeah, there's definitely room for it. There's always been that case, right? Uh, chairmen have always done that. I've actually personally known Bob Paduchik for... Since 2004, so I've known him a long time. I, I, I would have considered him a friend. I probably still do in, in the, the grand sense of the words, obviously outside of what's happening with the party. Uh, but you know, I can tell you that I tried to reach out to him prior to this meeting to do exactly what you said and talk mm-hmm. through these issues, and I never connected with him. 
Yeah. Never, yeah. never. And he knew I was trying to get a hold of him, and I never was able to connect with him. And he won't. So, uh, th- and he won't come on the air with me either. But I'll tell you what. Well, since you since yep. you have a relationship, you can text him. Text him and ask him if he would be willing to come on the radio with me, either one on one or with you. And maybe the three of us can discuss these things and we can hit uh, some of the important points. Because here's what he needs to know. Here's what Bob Paduchik needs to know. Here's what the entire state central committee needs to know: that Republicans across this state have lost their faith in their party. A hundred percent. They don't trust their governor at a 35 percent in-party approval rating. And after watching this blank show, they certainly don't trust the people who are running the party. Uh, If he cares at all about what Republican Republicans in Ohio think of their party, then he will come on to address some of these very important concerns. And with that, uh, Shannon Burns, I thank you for doing what you're doing. And I thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yeah, Thank you so much, Bob. I would love to have that. Bob Paduchik. Come on. I mean, do you have a spine? Is there, is there any left at all? Or have you gone full liberal Democrat?